being an entrepreneur will teach you patience, right? Because there are things that are outside of your control. Like me, I'm like, I want things done now, 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 now. Mm-hmm. But if, you know, certain things are outside of your control and, and, and it's really hard to be patient and kind of wait for the, you know, for the, for the, to get to the other side. And it's really easy to kind of just give up. But yeah, patience is key. Mm-hmm. Um, understanding, you know, you, you're, you're, you're building, if you're, especially if you're building a long-term business, this is not going to be a fly-by-night or overnight success, mm-hmm. but you really have to lay the foundation, lay the foundation, you know, work your strategy, mm-hmm. uh, work your plan. You're listening to The Solopreneur Hustle, a community that connects you with the resources you need to take the hustle out of solopreneurship. I'm your host, Nia Lewis, a business coach based in Charleston, South Carolina. The Solopreneur Hustle has a new Streamline Your Business Bootcamp that'll walk you through how to increase your income while decreasing the amount of time you spend working in your business. Subscribe to our email list today using the link in the description for this episode to get instant access to our free Streamline Your Business Bootcamp. All right, let's jump into this week's episode. Did you know you can now listen to the Solopreneur Hustle podcast on Amazon Music? Find and follow us on the Amazon Music app to get every episode. The link to our Amazon Music page is down in the show notes for this episode. This week, our solopreneur guests are Renee and Nicole Pettiford. Renee and Nicole are sisters who together created Sisterly Drinkware, a company that creates elegant, high-quality drinkware that connects women in friendship one fun glass at a time. In this episode, Renee and Nicole share how they use their strengths to work together as a team to run their business, and they also share how they overcame some really challenging supply chain issues during the pandemic. I hope you all enjoy this insightful conversation. Renee and Nicole, thank you all for joining us here on the Solopreneur Hustle podcast. I'm just so excited to have you guys here today. We're oh, excited we're to be here. Very excited. <laughs> <laughs> so could y'all just start us out by introducing yourselves and telling us how you started Sisterly Drinkware and where your business idea came from? Just tell us how it all began. Absolutely. Well, I'm Renee. And I'm Nicole. <laughs> we are Sisterly Drinkware. So we are sisters, biological <laughs> sisters. And um, Sisterly Drinkware came about during the pandemic. So in December of 2020, we were actually quarantining together. You know, the, the, the entire world was quarantining at that time. And so we started thinking, what is a way that we can bring people together and keep them connected because we were all feeling isolated. We were feeling alone. And we started actually having, like with our family, we would have family game nights. And then with our girlfriends, we would have um, happy hour, like, you know, girls nights and cocktail hours, really just to keep that connection because it was really hard during that time. And we wanted to, you know, um, after a few months of that, we want, we really wanted to kind of parlay that feeling. And we said, well, how can we parlay this and really spread this joy to the world? And we said, okay, we, we kind of put our heads together and said, well, you know, let's just make a business out of it. Yeah. So what are we passionate about? You know, we love cocktails. We love getting together, you know, with our friends and family. We love beautiful drinkware. And yeah, as my sister said, we said, you know, well, let's, let's make this a, a, a business. Let's make a business out of this. And, and so Sisterly Drinkware was born. Oh my goodness. I love that. And the fact that y'all are sisters and kind of put your head together to create something that, you know, everyone can enjoy. It's kind of like that. I imagine I don't have sisters, but I have friends that are like sisters. And so getting together to have drinks, I mean, it's something that, I mean, the conversations and the bond you create over having drinks together is something you don't get really any other way, maybe over food, but over drinks, I mean, over drinks, it's different, you know? So 
I love, I love kind of the background as to why y'all started your business, especially during the pandemic when we were all isolated. Yes. <laughs> and so when y'all decided, okay, I have this idea, I want to start a drinkware business, what steps did you take to actually turn that idea into a business? You know, and I ask you that because there may be solopreneurs here listening who are just maybe in that idea stage. You know, they're thinking, okay, I have a really good idea, but how do I kind of turn that into a business? So what were some of the steps y'all took to make that happen? So I think like like many people, we went to, you know, um, YouTube University. <laughs> so we started, you know, we went to Google and we Googled some things and then we went to YouTube and said, how do you start an e-commerce business? How do you, mm-hmm. like, where do you even begin? What do you, what do you need to know? What do you need to, because the, the, it's, it's exciting to, to start a business, but you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And so we knew as, as, you know, entrepreneurs and first time business owners that there was a lot that we didn't know. So we wanted to try to eliminate, you know, as much of the unknown as possible. Mm-hmm. So we just started just doing, you know, like I said, simple Google searches, just reading different articles. Like I said, YouTube, there's a plenty of videos mm-hmm. out and, you know, kind of just scouring through and saying, okay, what do we need to know? And, and how do we set up this business? And, you know, what type of um, entity or, you know, legalist, uh, 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 what, what do we want for our business entity, you know? And so those are kind of some of the things we, we looked at and, and we just went from there, you know, we kind of outlined it and said, okay, step one, step two, we need, need here are some considerations and things we need to think about. And, and we just, we said, okay, are we doing this? And we looked at each other and said, yes. And so we said, <laughs> all right, we're going we're gonna to jump right in. And so we just kind of start following our outline and then oh and you know what i think that's how most businesses start you know we we go online we search on youtube we find informational tutorials or things to kind of help us get our websites going and stuff like that and we just really figure it out as we go you know I, I, yeah it's kind of like you started not really having everything together and you just really figure things out as you go that's how it was for me as well. Um, and so now the drinkware industry, if I imagine like putting myself, myself in y'all's shoes, the drinkware industry, I mean, it can be rather broad. And so it's like, oh my gosh, what should I focus on selling? You know, should I focus on selling glasses or um, should I focus on selling coasters? I mean, the, the options are endless. <laughs> and so, I, and so many entrepreneurs, when we're just getting started, we're kind of impacted by the shiny object syndrome. And we're like, oh, I can sell this and that. And now I have 2000 products on my website and how are you keep track of 2000 things. And so how did, how did y'all narrow your focus to make your focus specifically the products you sell? I mean, I love that martini glass y'all have with the bling on it. That is just so yes. cool. <laughs> So how did y'all narrow your focus to really decide on luxury um, glassware and drinkware for women? We had to think about, you know, our, our target market. Who's mm-hmm. our target market? Who's our customer avatar? Who are we going after? And and really, we, we're our target market. Our friends are our target market, right? So we started kind of with them, and we we did actually did a little, you know, not any any formal, but we we did a little, um, you know, research, research. yeah, mm-hmm. U- using our friends and family and saying, hey, we're thinking about, you know, first of all, we wanted to be definitely drink, we wanted to be luxury, and we wanted to have it, we wanted it to have a feminine flair, and so that pretty. was important, and be pretty, right? <laughs> be pretty, right? So we like pretty, we like blingy things, mm-hmm. and so we said, okay, that's really going to be our focus. And so we started with our girlfriends. What do you think of this? What do you think of that? Mm-hmm. What, you know, what, you know, is this something that you would, that you would purchase? Um, you know, what, what would be the right configuration? Should we sell it in, in pairs of two or four? Or, you know, so we definitely did that. Just some of that research using our, using our friends. Um, and they were very helpful with their input. And so that's kind of how we narrowed it down. We said, you know, who, who, who's, who's our target market? What would they like? 
I'm my target market. What would I like? You know, so we kind of we started right. that way. Yeah. Ooh, and I think that's a piece a lot of entrepreneurs miss um, is that research piece. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times when we start, we're nervous about putting things out there and we don't want to ask for feedback because we're kind of unsure about about our business and what we're putting out there. But that piece is so important because if you don't get feedback, you can end up with a website full of products that no one wants. So yeah, the fact that you guys ask those questions, is this this something that would stand out to you and would you buy it? You know, would you buy two? Would you buy four? Would you want a set of six? That, that those questions seem just oh so simple but so important it's really not simple it's an integral part of starting so i love that you shared that because in the hustle and bustle of getting a business off the ground that may be something that someone overlooks and it's so important it's very important it is it's definitely <laughs> important to do because Although, like I said, I would I purchase I would purchase everything that that we sell, and I am our target yeah. market. I don't want to just put products on there that that I, that I would buy, right? We want to make sure that it's something that's universally um, going to be accepted and, and that people will like. And mm-hmm. so we wanted to, you know, we 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 we, t- we talked to our girlfriends, you know, both black and white, and we said, okay, well, what do you think about this? And is this something you and your girlfriends would would you know would would want to purchase? And it's, it's that that research upfront is very very important. Ooh, yes. So valuable. Now at the Solopreneur Hustle, we're all about transparency and, you know, being open about the challenges we face and experience because a lot of times when we're entrepreneurs and we're just getting started or we're new at this business world, we kind of feel alone in our experiences. You know, like a lot of people don't share their challenges, especially on social media. They really only share their highs and not the lows. (laughs) And that can be a little bit discouraging sometimes. So have you guys experienced any challenges along the way in your journey to building your business? And would you mind sharing any of those or and, and some of the lessons you've learned along the way through those challenges? Because I feel like, you know, at the end of the tunnel of every challenge, there's always a learning lesson like hindsight's 2020, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, what, what challenges have y'all faced? Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Like, that's a, which one can I pick? So <laughs> many, right? which, where do we start? Um, I think one challenge, and I think a lot of you know uh, uh, business owners were, were experiencing this as well, especially product-based uh, businesses, was supply chain issues. Yes, these are things that we didn't anticipate. We weren't because we you know we'd never done this before, so we didn't expect that we would have you know those types of you know delays and uh, the pricing and all of those things that we were we were kind of you know new to and they were new to us. Um, and that we didn't really know how to navigate. So I'll tell you one, and just being you know fully transparent, um, when we started, we you know we had our, our product, our product was imported, and so we our product was ready to go. And we said, okay, great, we can start you know pre-order, pre, mm-hmm. you know because we do carry inventory, so we're going to do pre pre-sales and pre-orders. And so we had it listed, and we said, okay, it's going to ship this day. You know, we had all the assurances that you know we would have the product at the time, and you know everything would be would be good. And of course, if anyone was, you know, involved, like I said, a product-based business that was, you know, importing, it was not, that was not the case at all. There were some severe delays with a lot of the products that, um, you know, one, I think it was three months. We thought we would have it in in a month and it was three months. And so we had people that already purchased. And so, you know, we're, I'm feeling, you know, we're feeling terrible. We're like, what what do we do? You know, these people have already purchased. And so we're offering, you know, refunds. And and some people were honestly, they were so 
understanding because we were communicating with them along the way, right? Mm-hmm. And they knew they were they understand we're a small business. We're, you know, we're doing the best that we can, but they were they were really open and understanding. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know, a lot of customers said no, you know, we'll wait, you know, just send it to us when it when it's available. So thankfully that worked out. But I think mm-hmm. the communication piece was key and being really transparent with them. Like listen, you know, we're going through the supply chain struggles, much like the rest of the world as mm-hmm. well. And, you know, so here, here we kind of laid it out for them and said, okay, here's our option. Would you like a refund or do you want to wait? And, and most, I'd say nine out of 10 said, no, we'll, we'll just wait. Wow. And I love that your customers were so supportive because like you were saying, I, I couldn't imagine how stressful it would be to have all these orders and you can't fulfill it and it's outside of your control. You know, there's yeah. nothing we can do to, to as entrepreneurs to make our products magically appear when the supply chain is all out of whack and everything is coming in slow, you know? So um, I love that y'all were, I think one of the lessons here is that y'all were so transparent about what was going on within your business. And you told your customers, listen, we're doing our best. You'll have the product as soon as we get it. But it's probably, probably, your products are probably floating out in the ocean. They were. They were here. They were just waiting. Yeah, like like millions of other products. (laughs) And so, no, it was was great. That was was one of our main challenges. Like Mm -hmm. I said, communication, I think, was key. Uh, And people were very, very uh, understanding. I mean, more so than I thought they would be. So, yeah. Right. Ooh, I am so glad that y'all came out of that stronger. Now, entrepreneurship is hard. So how do you guys stay motivated throughout these ups and downs? You know, I mean, some days I I think entrepreneurship is one of those things where no one is going to force you to get up and do things. It's kind of like, if something has to be done, there's no boss or, mm-hmm. you know, manager who's going to say this needs to be done by this date. You know, it's we have to have some sort of like internal motivation in order to press on. So how do you guys stay motivated? How do you stay encouraged during some of these highs and lows? Huh, That's a good question. I would just say just focusing on just being your own boss. So that that is encouraging, not having to work for someone else and just knowing that this is something you created and built on your own and well, together <laughs> um, and just it's yours and just keep your eye on the prize. That's that's how I stay motivated. <laughs> yeah, you have to, you definitely have to be self-motivated to your point. It's not, you don't have a boss, you don't have, you know, project deadlines. I mean, you do internally, but everything is on you. So whether you do it or not, then, you know, your success or failure really depends on kind of your motivation mm-hmm. and your ability to get things done. So we, we, we keep, you know, a calendar and we, we, we check in with each other mm-hmm. um, on a routine basis and say, what could we, what could we would be doing differently? What should we be focusing on, you know, this week and, you know, what, you know, sort of, sort of content should we put mm-hmm. out there? So it's definitely a lot of uh, self-motivation that's required, but we do a good job of kind of motivating each other when I'm feeling a little weak, like, oh, is this worth it? She encourages me and gives me an encouraging word and vice versa. Ooh, you know, you have to have that accountability partner, that person who will boost you up when you're having kind of your low days and vice versa. And that's why even for those listening, if you're running your business alone, maybe you don't have a business partner, finding a, a business friend or a business bestie, or even leaning on a friend you have in your life now can be so helpful during those challenging times. And I definitely agree with y'all in that just the idea that you're building something that is yours that to me also is enough motivation to press on usually, you know, I mean, there are those days where even that it's like, Oh gosh, this is, it's it's a tough day. But most of the time, I mean, just the idea that, Oh my gosh, like I'm putting in this work and this is something for me. Like this is a business I can pass down to my kids or my grandkids, generational wealth. Like this is bigger than, right. Right. (laughs) 
Yeah, that that is that's a huge amount of motivation. I agree with y'all. Yes. No, I like I love what you said there. Um, this is bigger than me. It's bigger than us. And mm-hmm. we and we we remind ourselves of that every day. This is for our future generations. Like we want this to be something that we can leave to our kids and grandchildren. And and so we, you know, we, the work we put in now is going to reflect. You know, and it's going to be worth it. And it's going to pay off. And so we keep, you know, we keep telling each other that and keep each other motivated that way as well. Oh, yes, definitely. Really big on the motivation when you think that or realize that it's bigger than just you. Now, could y'all share some tips with us about how y'all work well together as a team? Y'all are a sister power team building and running your business. And so, you know, many listeners are solopreneurs right now, but you know, many of us as solopreneurs, we're working to expand our teams um, to maybe find people to do joint ventures with. But when you're accustomed to working alone, at, like I'm a solopreneur, I, I mostly work alone. I have independent contractors, but I don't have to necessarily communicate with a business partner or a full time employee or anything on a day to day basis. So um, do you have any tips that solopreneurs can use for teamwork purposes, things that have worked well for y'all? with maintaining a good relationship together as sisters, working as a team. Do y'all have anything to share related to that? Yeah, I would say um, you have to lean in on, lean in to your strengths mm-hmm. and understand your weaknesses, right? Mm-hmm. So there are certain things that I'm good at and strong at and other certain things that she's good at and she's, and she's strong at. And so it's easy to, 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 to try to do everything. Right. But, and then and that builds up resentment if you try to do everything and you can't do everything well. Right. So we have to, we kind of sit down and divvy up responsibilities and say, okay, well, we I have X, Y, Z to do, you know, we have this much on our plate. What, what, what is your strength and what can you bring to this? Are you good at, you know, social media in it? And that she's more outgoing and I, and I am, I'm very much an introvert. She's the extrovert, right? So she's the one that can have these, you know, the, you know, these, these, these podcasts and do the, do, do the um, social media. And if we're out and we're in pop-up shops, she's the one that's kind of the face and, and, you know, and the, the personality and getting people engaged. So we, we play off each other's strengths and we, we understand each other's weaknesses and we kind of build each other up where we, where we see, you know, that one is lacking. So definitely communication. I mean, that goes back to, like, oh, yeah. Like with any relationship, communication is key. And are there times are we do we get along one hundred percent of the time, all the time? Do we agree on everything? Absolutely not. Um. <laughs> no. <laughs> but you know, we work through that. We communicate through it. Um, sometimes we fight through it, but we get through it, right? So I mean, the key is like I said to, to recognize your strengths and weaknesses, and and you know where you're strong and where you can do things more more quickly than I can. Then, then you do that, and then I'll take on something else. Ooh. And- that's such a good tip because um, even in my journey as a solopreneur and entrepreneur, I have had to kind of like recognize what my strengths and weaknesses are in terms of who I hire. Um, like I, like you were saying, it's easy to do everything all by yourself. And I had to kind of take a step back and start delegating so that everything wasn't all on my shoulders. So I think the the tip about strengths and weaknesses, like even if you're listening and you're a solopreneur, you know, maybe something isn't your strength. And so it makes sense to hire someone to help you with that instead of trying to carry everything, all the responsibilities of running your business on your shoulders all by yourself. Like it's okay to delegate. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to admit that 
this isn't your strength. You know, I'm sure you guys have people help you with things as well that aren't your strengths, even though y'all are a team. So yeah, that strengths and weaknesses part is so powerful. And I, I believe someone listening really needed that because as women, as women, a lot of times we want to do everything ourselves and we have to learn to delegate, to ask for help and to be honest with ourselves about what is our strength and what is not our strength. Right. I think that the easiest and fastest way to burn out is to try to do everything yourself. If yeah. you have to, you have to recognize that your strengths and weaknesses and some people can do things. I mean, you, you can be good at something, but someone can be a little better. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tap into that. Like, okay, if you're, if you can do this faster, if it's going to take me a day, and it's going to take you an hour, then, you know, let's delegate to the person who can actually do it quickly so that we can move on to the next thing. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. I held my business back for so long thinking I was the best person to do it. When there's someone out there who can do it way faster and more efficiently than me, I always tell this story. So I, before I hired an assistant to help me even with this podcast, I was spending hours and hours and hours and hours a week editing these episodes. I mean, it was sucking up so much of my time. And then I realized my strength is interviewing. Why am I on the back end? I'm not an audio editor. Like, <laughs> if my business hired me to do the thing I specialize in, it for sure wouldn't be audio editing. So. I decided that, you know, I needed to hire someone to help me with that because it was something that needed to get done, but it was taking me too much time. And while I could do it, I started to think like, should I be doing this? No. So that that was a huge wake up call for me. So I'm so glad you said that, that part about recognizing your strengths, but also looking at, okay, even if this kind of is my strength, if it's becoming too time consuming, maybe it's something that needs to get delegated to someone who can do it better. So I'm so glad you shared that. Um, so as we, and I, I'm looking at the time, oh my gosh, where I'm so sad that this conversation is almost coming to a close. It's, it's, it's been so good. Um, could you, could you guys kind of share with us the most important lesson you've learned about entrepreneurship so far? Um, maybe a lesson that when you, when in, in hindsight, looking back, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I experienced that. This was challenging, but I'm glad I had to go through this because this has made us stronger and it's taught me something so valuable. So can you share the most important lesson y'all have learned about entrepreneurship so far? I would say to have patience. <laughs> like, you know, hurdles are going to come and things happen. You just have to be patient and just, you know, go with the flow and just keep believing in your business and yourself. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> that's, that's, she's spot on. Patience. <laughs> I'm a very, by nature, impatient person. And this being an entrepreneur will teach you patience, right? Because there are things that are outside of your control. Like me, I'm like, I want things done now, 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 now. Mm-hmm. But if, you know, certain things are outside of your control and, and, and it's really hard to be patient and kind of wait for the, you know, for the, for the, to get to the other side. And it's really easy to kind of just give up, but yeah, patience is key. Mm-hmm. Uh, understanding, you know, you, you're, you're, you're building, if you're, especially if you're building a long-term business, this is not going to be a fly by night or overnight success, mm-hmm. but you really have to lay the foundation lay the foundation and be patient and work, you know, work, work your strategy, Mm -hmm. uh, work your plan. Ooh, so good. Patience is key. It won't. And, you know, a lot of people will make it seem like, oh my gosh, building a successful business is an overnight thing. It's not. No, (laughs) no. Yeah. Going back to what said earlier about the YouTube university, they will definitely think you have you thinking you're going to have a multi-million dollar business in six months. (laughs) And I'm here to tell you, I'm sure it's happened for some, but for the majority, uh, that has not happened. It takes time. 
No, exactly. And overnight success is usually like a decade in the making. Right, exactly. Right, right. <laughs> right. What are you guys the most proud of about your business and how far you've gotten up to this point? Oh, my goodness. Um, there's so many things that, that we're proud of. We're proud that obviously we have our, our own website. We actually have products that we that we stand behind, high quality products that we love. Mm-hmm. We're also available on, you know, we sell on different um, uh, platforms as well, on different um, like Amazon and, and some of those marketplaces. Um, I guess just in general, we're just kind of proud of the, you know, the way we work together. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the way we've kind of structured the business, we had an idea and we're working the plan and it's, it's working, you know, in our favor. So I think we're just in general, the, the fact that we kind of just came up with this, um, putting our heads together mm-hmm. and really are still here and still, um, you know, working through, uh, the, you know, the challenges of being a business owner and, and, you know, working on becoming a success. We're just proud of, of everything. Oh my goodness. I agree. <laughs> well, I'm proud of y'all. I love y'all. Thank story. you. I love energy and just the the passion. I mean, I can just feel it through the screen, the passion you guys have for entrepreneurship and what you do. So thank you all for joining us here today on the Solopreneur Hustle. Can you tell our listeners where to connect with you, where to find your products and how we can support you? Absolutely. Absolutely. So you can find our products on our website, www.sisterlydrinkware.com. As I mentioned, we also sell on Amazon. So you can look for Sisterly Drinkware products on Amazon, Walmart and Wayfair. Um, we are, if you could, if you could follow us at, on Instagram and Facebook at sister.leedrinkware, S-I-S-T-E-R dot L-Y drinkware. <laughs> um, and you know, yeah, that's, that's where you could find us. Uh, we have some exciting new products coming out. So we definitely yes. encourage everyone to go to our website to follow us so you can see what we're coming out with. We have some services that we're offering. We're doing pop-up shops, private curated pop-up shops. Mm -hmm. Yes. To connect with people. Um, So we have a lot of fun, exciting things happening and we encourage everyone to follow us and to see what we have going on. So we thank you so much for this opportunity. It's been absolutely thrilling and wonderful to be here with you. Yes. Well, thank you for joining us. And I'll just so you know, I'll put all of y'all's links and contact information down below in the description for this episode so everyone can click and check y'all out. So again, thank you all for being here. It was amazing having you. And I hope that our listeners support your business and follow you all and share. Thank you so much. much. We appreciate it. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. To stay connected between episodes, subscribe to our email list using the link in the description for this episode. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Solopreneur Hustle. And don't forget to share the Solopreneur Hustle podcast with a boss friend. I hope you have a great week and thank you for supporting the Solopreneur Hustle podcast. Until next time.